2: what's the longest you've kept a plant alive for a plant yeah you have me owning plants <laughs> It'd be
0: funny
2: welcome to oddball i'm amin al i'm joined as always by charlotte wilder in new york city coming up a little later we've got our conversation with ethan strauss the former beat writer covering the golden state warriors for espn to now one of the most successful sub-stackers in the game. We're going to talk to him about the NBA's fascination with tech and how it's backfired some. But first, the headlines.
0: In the least shocking news in history, Draymond Green says he does not regret choking out Rudy
1: Gobert. Ah,
0: Draymond said... I don't live my life with regrets. I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. What matters to me is how the people that I care about feel, first and foremost. How are the people that I care about affected? How are the people I care about? What do they have to deal with? That's it for me. Now the guy's got Polly as a partner. Any problems, he goes to Polly. Trouble with the bill? He can go to Polly. Trouble with the cops? Deliveries? Tommy? He can call Polly. But now the guy's got to come up with Paulie's money every week, no matter what. Business bad? F*** you, pay me. Oh, you out of fire? F*** you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? F*** you, pay me.
2: Far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to choke out Rudy Gobert. (laughs) When asked to make comment about Rudy Gobert's assertion that Draymond doesn't like to play when Steph Curry isn't playing, this was his response. No comment is a comment, right? Alright, cool. It's the quietest I've ever seen him.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, from Draymond Green, we go to, what's this, Jordan Poole? (laughs) Jordan Poole seems to be enjoying being on top of opposing teams scouting reports for now. He said, I've seen a lot of coverages, a lot of different coverages. It's honestly really cool. It just makes you learn as a player. It makes you grow. Go back and watch film. Now, I mean, this sounds like a guy who can't get any girls bragging about how many women have his number and don't call him.
2: I love, I love the uh, make you go back and watch film. It makes him sound real studious. You guys see the video of him in the huddle paying attention? Like he's squinting. He's like, mm, ah, I've seen this look before, ladies and gentlemen. This is the same exact look. You know, when you were in school and you were cheating on an exam, looking over at someone else's sheet, and then the teacher walks by, you start doing this, oh, mm, I'm thinking, oh, you're a very hard concentration look on your face. It's exactly the look he had on his face. You ain't fooling nobody. In a return to his home area of Northeast Ohio on Saturday night, LeBron led the Lakers to win over the Cavaliers, 121-115. to 115. After the game, he said, quote, spent 11 years here being able to come back after my Miami stint and win a championship here for the franchise, for the city. I think it was a 52-year drought or something like that in the city of Cleveland for any sports team. I think that was just something that I will never forget, no matter how old I get. I'll always remember that moment.
0: I mean, yeah. I, too, would remember winning an NBA championship.
2: Charlotte, Charlotte. you got to remember, he's 800 years old. You begin to forget things at some point.
0: My bad. Memory
2: starts to go. It's the first thing that goes. Outside the Lakers locker room, the Cavs had a sign that read, Welcome back, LeBron, along with an image of LeBron celebrating the Cavs championship win. During the game, the Cavs also honored LeBron with a tribute video featuring all of his scoring milestones. Are we worried he's going to die before he plays again in Cleveland? Is no, that what's, what's happening here? What's going on? Why are, we, like, why are we honoring him like he hasn't been here a while or he's not going to be here next year? Did he play uh, there last year? He did in December. It's not even been 12 months. Come on.
0: Well, in other LeBron James news, he joins the Miami Heat. In complaining to the league about the raised court at Cleveland's Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, after second year guard, Drew Smith slipped on a piece of paper and fell off the edge of the court. He was diagnosed with a third degree right ACL sprain and will miss the remainder of the season. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, for 30 years, there has been a cliff, a 10 inch cliff off the edge of the court at Rocket Mortgage Arena. That cliff is old enough. He has his own mortgage. That cliff's got two kids. Oh, wow. That Cliff's got car payments. That Cliff's older than Drew Smith when he tore his ACL. What are we doing?
2: I hope that Cliff doesn't have like an adjustable rate mortgage, (laughs) though.
0: When reached for comment, the Cliff said, I don't live my life with regrets. I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. What matters to me is how the people that I care about, first and foremost, how are the people that I care about affected? How are the people I care about? What do they have to deal with? That's it for
2: me. As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to tear someone's ACL. <laughs> now, I've, seriously, jokes aside, though, why aren't we blaming the real culprit, huh? I mean, I do declare, I see all of these fancy big city hot shots telling me that it's a court, a court that is to blame for the young Drew Smith injury. Well, I say to submit to you, good people of the jury, your Honor that the real culprit here is the piece of paper, the stack sheet that sat right between the legs of a Cavs assistant coach on the floor, waiting to cause mayhem, waiting to cause havoc, waiting to cause this catastrophe that led to the loss of this young man's season. I submit to you that this Cliff, as you like to call it, Miss Wilder, it's not to blame. No, my client is innocent of all charges. For 30 years, he's lived, He showed up to work, paid that mortgage. You talked about them two car notes, the kids in college now. 30 years, model citizen, no one has ever been injured. And now all of a sudden, we're going to demonize him. Hmm. We're going we're gonna to make him the big villain, the big bad. We're going to make him the Thanos of the NBA all the while. Ignoring the real culprit acting behind the scenes in the shadows it is he who remains a piece of paper on the ground. I rest my case
0: that's some of your best work yet. I don't let it go to your head, but
2: thank, thank you kindly thank you kindly. I got my my lawyerly suspenders on, you know, even it's though it, really... popped, it popped one of them.
0: you did say you had a prop, so it delivered. Well, they might be in the same rookie class. The Denver Nuggets' Jalen Pickett reacted to Victor Wembanyama's hand size as any of us would.
2: We shook hands. I'm not gonna lie. Like his hand went to like here. Like, his fingertips were here. I'm like, God, hand. Look at his hand, bro. Well, his hand came over to right here. His middle finger, bro. Dude, he shook my hand. Came up like right here, bro. I'm glad we have our contractually obligated Victor Wembanyama content. Yes, there it's it a it's a contract. I, I'm not trying to get sued. So uh, one of the things that happened, Charlotte, over the holiday break was Greg Popovich and the Spurs played the Clippers and uh, Kawhi Leonard goes to the free throw line and the crowd starts booing as they have pretty much since Kawhi left San Antonio. And Greg Popovich decides that to get on the PA announcer's microphone and chastise everybody because it was not who they are in an unclassy move. The fans kept booing big surprise there and then so then in the post game when asked about it he doesn't talk about class he doesn't talk about who we are as an organization or a fan base he says don't poke the bear don't poke the bear he keeps repeating it and when the reporter asked for some some clarity some exposition he bristled like well you don't watch sports or whatever and then the next day, he goes back and he starts talking about, you know, that's not the class he to do. Greg Popovich, shut the f*** up. First of all, stop being a hypocrite. They're booing Kawhi Leonard because you and your organization put out there that Kawhi Leonard was a bad dude who didn't want to play, who was lazy, who was all those things. When he was worried about his condition, about his leg, worried about his health. You guys didn't support him. You guys didn't say, hey, whenever he's ready, we're ready to have him back. You put out all sorts of little uh, kind of feelers out, little leaks, the, the most airtight organization in the history of basketball. All of a sudden, we're getting weekly updates. Oh, uh, uh, Well, the guys was, they had a team meeting, and they told Kawhi, you need to come back. Oh, uh, Well, Tony said I had the same injury, and, and, and then I came back in three weeks. You guys did all of that shit. We didn't know any of it. We wouldn't have known any of it. You guys leaked it. You guys made him public enemy number one. You made him the villain. And then when he left, what do you think your fans are going to do? They're going to say, thanks for the memories? No. They're going to say, hey, that's the villain. They're going to boo, right? By the way, That's all they did. They didn't curse. They didn't talk about his family. They didn't didn't, uh, throw things at him. They didn't use slurs. They just booed him. And Greg Popovich, oh, oh, no, boom, don't poke the bear. You guys have lost 15 games in a row, buddy. I don't think you need to poke any bears. I think maybe you need to get poked. How about that? Get out of here, fraud. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. I'm going to tell you why he's a hypocrite, Charlotte. You know why? You just did. No, I'll give you one more. This ain't his first rodeo. Hey, don't they go on a little rodeo trip? This ain't his first rodeo. When Zaza Petulia injured Kawhi Leonard in the conference finals by hard closeout and his leg came through and Kawhi landed on the foot and sprained his ankle. And the Spurs went crazy. Oh, it's a dirty play. And people pointed out, Zaza Petulia is a big guy. He's got big feet and it's hard for him to stop. That wasn't intentional. I mean, he was just trying to close out to the shooter. To which Greg Pavich responded, "Well, if it's not murder, then it's manslaughter." He basically likened it to a lesser offense where someone has been injured as a result. It's no—you're not innocent. In other words, even though you didn't mean to do it. Charlotte, have you ever been to San Antonio to their arena, the Frost Center, whatever it's called now? No, not to no. It's a beautiful building. No cell service, but it's a beautiful building. You look out to the top, and they've got all these lovely. Uh, you know, banners and stuff hanging. They got the championship banners and division banner and all that stuff. And then they have retired jerseys. And one of those retired jersey banners is for someone named Bruce Bowen. And Bruce Bowen, ladies and gentlemen, was the man who pioneered closing out to someone and sticking their foot in their landing space. Ray Allen almost tried to fight him over it. Kobe Bryant did fight him over it. This is the originator of this dirty trick. So, Greg Popovich, as I said at the time, I'll say it again. If you're crying about Zaza being a man, a a a, pur- a purveyor of manslaughter, then tell me why you got a serial killer hanging from your rafters. Shut up! Win a game! Have your beanpole shoot better than whatever it is, 28% from three or whatever he's shooting. you beanpole. Fuck out of here.
0: Still don't know uh, who the bear is in this situation. Just... Mm-hmm.
2: Tossing that up. He Yeah,
0: you're you're the bear.
2: Things continue to get worse in the Windy City as the Chicago Bulls gave up a historic loss to the Nets on Sunday, blowing a 21-point lead and allowing the Nets to sink 25 three-pointers, the most ever allowed in a single game by the Bulls in franchise history. Other than that, how is the play, Mrs. Lincoln?
0: Despite rough wins in Chicago, head coach Billy Donovan's job is reportedly safe. According to Bulls insider Casey Johnson, here's what is reported. Billy Donovan is liked and respected by both ownership and management and also has multiple years left on his extension, dot, dot, dot. So Donovan is safe, although it wouldn't be a surprise to see his staff tweaked moving forward. And let me tell you something. Guys love other dudes. Oh, the people in management like Billy Donovan. So they're like, you know what? We're five and 13. We like you. We like you, Billy. Keep your job. Someone else might not be able to, but we like you, so you can have it. And um, that's the one constant in sports, guys loving other dudes.
2: Dudes love dudes. The Boston Celtics will be without Kristaps Porzingis for at least a week as he deals with the left calf sprain. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Time to break out the expensive liquor. I was right. He'd be hurt before Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: We are not celebrating that, although I am. I'm just I, saying. I'm like,
2: surprised it took this long. I'll say that. Oh, what a great deal. Oh, he'll be fine. I know the guy who gets hurt all the time won't get hurt again.
0: In other Celtics sort of not really news and Grizzlies news, uh Marcus Smart told his entire team during a game that they were losing that their play was embarrassing. Um I guess there's some comfort in knowing he's just as sad as I am.
2: This isn't Celtics news. What? What does that to do with Celtics?
0: I said, I said, well, not. I said, well, Grizzlies news. But it's a, any, Marcus Smart is always going to be Celtics news. I mean, come on.
2: In New York, Devin Booker sank a heavily contested three-pointer over R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle with 1.1 seconds remaining to lift the Suns over the Knicks, 116 to 113, despite the Suns missing both Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. After the game, Booker said, quote, I feel like if I raise up and I have it on my right side that nobody can really get to it. I know it sounds crazy, but it feels like an open shot, and when you let it go, it's good. And then someone had to explain to Julius Randle what the word right means, because you had to see Julius. It's when, you know how you usually go this way? You know, imagine going the other way. And Julius said, oh, like, you know what, like when I take that one dribble and then I spin back and go back left, like, no, no, no. Just keep going in that direction. That's right. (laughs) Speaking of Julius Randle, the Booker shot cap. just an exquisite piece of basketball. He played six minutes and 55 seconds in the fourth quarter to end the game. That saw him get blocked twice, travel, miss a three-pointer despite having a fresh shot clock, and then miss a point-blank layup. No joke here. I just wanted to show it in black and white. Six minutes and 55 seconds of ineptitude. But don't worry. I'm sure he's going to shoot better than, what, 25% from three or whatever he's shooting from the field right now. All right, Charlotte, it's that time again. We got in-season tournament games tonight, and these are the games that are going to define for us who makes it to the knockout round and who doesn't. All right, in order for Atlanta to clinch a wild card, they need to win, and the Knicks need to lose, and Miami needs to lose, and Boston needs to lose, and Brooklyn needs to lose, and Atlanta needs to finish second in their group and win tiebreakers over any other second-place team. For Boston, though, they can clinch Group C if the following occurs. If Boston wins and Brooklyn wins and Boston wins a tiebreaker over Orlando and Brooklyn. Don't worry, Charlotte. The Celtics can still make it to the knockout round if they clinch the wild card. And that happens if they win or if they win and they finish second in their group and win the tiebreaker over any other second place team from any other group with a three and one record or if cleveland loses and new york loses and miami loses well brooklyn clinches a victory by winning their group and that happens if one of the following occurs brooklyn wins and finishes second in the group and wins a tiebreaker over any second place team from any other group with a three and one record now charlotte they've got a long shot they make it if they clinch a wild card now miami that's the game that you and i are going to be at miami versus Milwaukee, Miami wins or Miami makes it if they clinch group B and that happens, they win and Cleveland loses and Boston loses and Brooklyn loses and Miami finishes second in the group. Now Orlando, even though they've already played four games, they still have to kind of watch the scoreboard on all these other games to figure out whether they're gonna clinch group C or not. And they clinch group C if Brooklyn loses or if Boston wins, then Orlando can win the tiebreaker over Brooklyn and Boston, then they clinch Group C. Now, if that doesn't happen, none of those things, they can still clinch a wild card if Boston loses. Hello? Or if they have a um, breaker over any second-place team. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm free. With a three-in-one record. In what? Philadelphia, they're also in a situation. A giraffe? In the wild card. Get out. Clinch the wild card. if. Oh, my Miami God. In the kit? Boston, no, no, no. Miami loses. Do you need and that? Our- oh, Charlotte. Oh. Oh, hold on one sec. What? And that wraps up the Eastern Conference in-season tournament scenarios. On to the Western Conference. Oh, boy. Um, that Golden State can clinch Group C if one of the following occurs. Okay, bye.
0: Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy, for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: And we're joined now by perhaps the most successful sports sub-stacker in history. Is that, is that right, Ethan?
1: Uh, it's John Canzano, but I'm up there. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm in there. Kareem, I think, technically makes more money. But I, mm. like, I don't want to be a hater. I think that might have something to do with being one of the greatest <laughs> athletes ever that's giving yeah. it a little bit of a boost right there. But I'm in the mix. You uh, write a good deal of things on your sub stack that are bigger
2: picture. They're not necessarily the day-to-day stuff that's happening. And one of the things you wrote about was there was a transition from the optical tracking data company Second Spectrum to a new company, uh, Sony Hawkeye, which was supposed to revolutionize how we do all of these in arena kind of optical tracking. The algorithm behind this technology was supposed to give us instant and much more detailed versions of those things that are unequivocal, and then give us all types of data points because it's in 3D as opposed to 2D, which is what the old system was under.
1: And they installed it and people aren't happy. It is the people behind the scenes, you know, behind the set of the TV show you watch called the NBA who are freaking out about this and who are calling the league office and they're having these, these conference calls and they're just yelling at the NBA about what happened. And they're demanding this be fixed because a lot of the basics of how you track stats fell by the wayside, and then suddenly you couldn't even trust what some of the statistics were saying. And for tracking data, it can become a problem if it's saying that your team is not closing out on shooters and you, I don't know, hypothetically yell at your team for doing that. And then it turns out that that was just a sort of data flub. That's an issue. In a way, I wonder if it's symbolic of the decreased power of the analytics the analytics people. First
2: of all, for those who don't know, Hawkeye is a technology they use in soccer. If you ever watch in the World Cup and they're like, Oh, go, wait a second, let's watch the replay. And it's like, no, he was offside, and they can show you like his hand was just ahead of everybody mm-hmm. else. Or that is the Hawkeye technology. Second spectrum was two-dimensional. So it would always yeah. hit everyone with a center mass of gravity. Like this dot represents Amin. And it doesn't matter if Amin's arm is reached forward or up or whatever. It's just this one dot on a two-dimensional plane. What the Hawkeye was supposed to do was change that one dot and make it to 29 different dots. The problem was, and here's the big part, Second Spectrum isn't just a data collection company. They were able to take that data and then process it and make it into a whole data manipulation, pretty much. Hawkeye is just the data. And when they said, hey, where's all this stuff? Sony was like, we don't do any of that. we just mm. collect the data. And that's where apparently Second Spectrum had to be brought in on a very yeah. late basis.
1: And there's something intriguing to me about watching the Wiz kids, watching the analytics departments so enraged at the NBA yelling, please do something. And then I talk to GMs around the league and they go, Yeah, you know, it's frustrating. We'll 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 figure something out. But it almost seems like versus five years ago this isn't where the juice is this isn't where the focus is of the league and this might be symbolic of the decreased power of the nerd within the nba
0: what went wrong with the transition to hawkeye from second spectrum and and when that sort of
1: started to happen it basically started to fritz immediately last year when they started to incorporate it and then at summer league in july there were obvious issues They were not getting data that was trustworthy. Now, the reason why it's screwed up is something that I cannot answer for you other than to say that it's really hard. It's actually not so easy to track what every player is doing out there. The technology behind Hawkeye, which has been really useful for tennis, for instance, uh, they've used it for tennis. Is the ball out? Is the ball in? And some of these sports that are maybe a little bit more stationary, uh perhaps cricket, uh baseball. sports like that, baseball, you know, when you put it into the NBA setting, it has just not been seamless. And there have been issues and and hiccups. And maybe when they actually get it all going, it's going to work, it's gonna work right. But we actually saw an example of how Even when it's amazing, it doesn't necessarily work. And, um, do you guys remember that Toy Story game that the NFL did? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it was one of their games. It might have been a London game and they used the Hawkeye technology, which is run by Sony to generate animation from the tracking. And it was staggering that they could do that. But if you also recall, there were a bunch of glitches happening during that game that looked hilarious. And so I think that's the general explanation is almost that this technology is really impressive and it's the future. For whatever reason, the technology wasn't optimized to be that simple. Uh, they were blaming... Evan Wash, who's the NBA's big idea man, who uh, is one of the most powerful people in the league. You know, one of the analytics guys said, well, Evan's baby is failing. And the other response from another guy in ops was something's wrong with the in-season tournament. And so the, (laughs) the meaning of that is they've got so many irons in the fire that this is kind of on the back burner. And if you're a stat guy, if you're in analytics, you're going this is the thing that Evan Wash has created that is destroying my life and making me do an extra 10 hours of work in a day, but it's not necessarily top of mind for a league that is very generative, that's always trying to come up with the new thing, maybe for good and for ill. The NBA is very much keen on whatever the next big idea is. And I've I've sometimes joked a bit about it. I think there is some fatigue with it. Will Adam just sit still for once? And the answer is no. They're going to they're going to throw a lot at the wall until they find what works. That
2: was the first half of our conversation with Ethan Strauss. Be on the lookout later this week for the second part. You don't want to miss it.